Blog Talk Radio. Jesse Owens would be the greatest athlete at a great track school, but there's still race. Outside of track, there's still certain things that you cannot do because you are a black person. They would cover many miles going from one track meet to another, mainly in the Midwest. And there were times when they would have to stop for food, and the black athletes could not be served in the restaurants. As a black student, Owens wasn't allowed to live on the Ohio State campus. As he would throughout his life, Owens chose to ignore the racist policy. of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sportsbeat Radio. This is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listeners in the specific of sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the sports listener. And with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question, over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sports Beat, and we're coming at you live, and I'm your host. John Spooler. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Sunday program, the last day of April, Sunday, April 30th, 2023. And thanks so much for joining us once again on Sportsbeat Radio, Talking Sports. Wanted to tell you a little bit about one of the upcoming shows that I think you might be interested in. We're going to be having our uh, second in a series, we hoped a series, of a fan's perspective. Uh, this time it's going to be of Major League Baseball. We're going to have our sports beat contributor, George Christian, who did a uh, real great job, a very successful show last March on his take, past, present, and future of uh, the National Football League, his views on it and uh, where he thinks it is and where he thinks it's going to go. I think you might want to listen to that. It's uh, a very informative one. And as I said, we are a educational, informative radio uh, sports show. So we don't do talk radio. We try to inform, and that's what uh, George Christian will do. George, uh, uh, a very informative uh, sports fan who I think you'll uh, enjoy. Our show today is about uh, an iconic figure in sport, and you heard the soundbite courtesy of YouTube and the uh, Heritage Foundation uh, for that clip of the great Jesse Owens. And I think uh, what I like to do on this show is to inform particularly younger viewers. America is really a younger country now than it once was. And uh, we have a lot of millennials and we have a lot of uh, teenagers and stuff who, uh, you know, don't know about these things. And we wanted to bring to the forefront uh, this great man, Jesse Owens, who uh, I think, you know, for the most part uh, symbolizes what sports was about. Uh, Much like Jackie Robinson, who, as you heard in the sound clip, uh, did not have uh, the greatest time paving the way for 
you know, the uh, black uh, athlete. And so we wanted to talk about him because it was a time in history when uh, the Olympics were held in Berlin, Germany, which, of course, was the headquarters city of uh, the Nazi party. They were just getting rolling then. And, of course, they had a Fuhrer, as they called him, a dictator named Adolf Hitler, who will, of, of course, live in infamy. Uh, Hitler did his best to erase all of the signs of uh, anti-Semitism that were starting to be visible uh, around uh, Berlin and, and Germany and so forth. Uh, by uh, removing them and uh, not letting the world see what a tyrant he would become. And so, as you, many of you probably know, which is etched upon the uh, pages, the indelible pages, really, of history, that uh, the Nazi party uh, not only hated the Jewish race, but they hated uh, homosexuals and they hated gypsies and they hated everybody. And so Hitler... Uh, in his desire for the Aryan race, the blue-eyed, pale, blonde-haired race that he felt was uh, synonymous uh, with the world. And uh, he, uh, of course, in his Fuhrer's box at Berlin, felt strongly that his Aryan track stars uh, would take the gold. And, of course, nothing could be farther from the truth, as Jesse Owens uh, showed his uh, brilliance. And, you know, one of the things... Um, that I've always been very, very impressed with is, is courage. Some people just have tremendous courage that I greatly admire. I mean, I admire Abner Haynes way back in the 60s uh, for not uh, taking part in the American Football League All-Star Game in New Orleans uh, because they wouldn't serve uh, the black players. They wouldn't let the black players stay in the same hotels and, uh, you know, Ron Mix of the uh, Chargers, the great tackle, uh, Hall of Fame tackle, had a lot to do with uh, bringing that to the forefront uh, in favor of the black athlete. And, uh, uh, you know, right really during uh, the biggest tensions of uh, the race uh, relations back in the 60s, Abner Haynes stuck up and said, look, we're not getting on the bus, us black players, until they accommodate us. And so they AFL moved the game to Houston, where they felt that there would be less tension, and, of course, the game was played. And, you know, a tremendous courage by Abner Haynes in a time when, you know, Jim Crow was – prevalent in the South, and I have witnessed that as a, as a young man living in the South at the time when my father uh, was in the military, and uh, it wasn't pretty. And so people who stood up like Rosa Parks, um, you know, people who uh, stood up like Jackie Robinson, you know, if you didn't see the movie, uh, and some movies are more glamorized than others, but if you didn't see the movie of Jackie Robinson, you may want to see it, what he went through to become, uh, you know, the first black athlete, but not only the first black athlete, but a great athlete. And Larry uh, Doby, I think it was, of uh, the National, of the American League, the first black uh, player there. And, of course, Jesse Owens uh, going to Berlin, a predominantly white country uh, with a Fuhrer who dictates the Aryan race and feels that everyone else is uh, inferior, uh, one of the great, great names in sports track and field. And you heard the soundbite how he was uh, ostracized from society, basically, you know, not being able to go into restaurants or not being able to go into hotels and not even be able to travel with his Ohio uh, 
teammates. So to give you an insight on him, he was a American track and field athlete who won four gold medals in the 36 Olympic Games. Born in uh, 1913, and he achieved international fame at the 36th Summer Olympics in Berlin by winning four medals, the 100 meters, the long jump, the 200 meters, and the 4 by 100 meter relay. He was the most successful athlete at the Games, and as a black American man, was credited with single-handedly crushing Hitler's myth of Aryan supremacy. And... Jesse Owens Award is the USA Track and Field's highest accolade for the year's best track and field athlete. Owens was ranked by ESPN as the sixth greatest North American athlete of the 20th century and the highest ranked in his sport. And in 1999, he was on the six-man shortlist for the BBC's Sports Personality, not just of the year, of the century. So he was originally known as J.C. He was the youngest of ten kids, three girls, seven boys, born to Henry Cleveland Owens. He was a sharecropper. And uh, Mary Emma Fitzgerald in Oakville, Alabama, 1913, September 12th. He was the grandson of a slave. At the end of nine, he was, his family moved to Cleveland for better opportunities as part of the Great Migration, which took place from 1910 to about 1940 when a lot of uh, black people moved north uh, to escape the uh, harshness of the South. And uh, that was when 1.6 million African Americans left uh, the segregated and rural South for the urban industrial North. When his new teacher asked his name to enter in her role book, he said J.C., but because of his strong southern accent, she thought he said Jesse, and the name stuck, and he was known as Jesse Owens for the rest of his life, which is interesting. So as a youth, Owens took different menial jobs in his spare time. He delivered groceries, he loaded freight cars, and worked in a shoe repair shop, and his father and older brother worked at a steel mill. And during his period, uh, Owens realized that he had a passion for running, and throughout his life, Owens attributed the success of his athletic career to the encouragement of Charles Riley. That was his high school track coach at Fairmount Junior High School. And since Owens worked after school, Riley allowed him to practice before school uh, started. So Owens and Minnie Ruth Solomon met at Fairmont Junior High School in Cleveland when he was 15 and she was 13. They dated steadily through high school, and she gave birth to their first daughter, Gloria, in 1932. They married in 35 of July 5th and had two more daughters together, Marlene, born in 37, and Beverly, born in 1940. They remained married until his death in 1980, which we'll get to. And so Owens first came to national attention when he was a student at East Technical High School in Cleveland. He, he equaled the world record of 9.4 seconds in the 100 yards, 91-meter uh, dash, and long jumped 24 feet, 9.5 inches uh, at the 1933 National High School Championship in Chicago. And then, of course, as you heard the sound clip, Ohio State University attended there after his father found employment which ensured that the family could be supported and affectionately known as the Buckeye Bullet. That's what they called him under the coach of Larry Snyder. Owens won a record eight individual NCAA championships, four each in 35 and 36, and the record of four gold medals at the NCAA was equaled only by Xavier Carter, and that wasn't until 2006, although his many titles uh, also included relay medals. So, Owens enjoyed athletic success. He had to live off campus, as we said earlier, with other African-American athletes. When he traveled with the team, he was restricted to order and carry out 
or eating at black-only restaurants. And similarly, he had to stay at black-only hotels, and Owen did not receive a scholarship for his efforts. So he continued to work part-time jobs to pay for school. You know, this, this is the thing that always amazes me about people. You know, people come over here and they take, or people even here take. And here's a guy that didn't take. He worked his way through it. He became one of the greatest athletes of all time, not by taking, not by dishonesty, not by cheating, but by, uh, you know, hard work, which is what a lot of emigrants did when they came here to this country. They worked hard. They lived, many of them lived in squalor, but they worked hard, and uh, many of them became successful or moderately successful because they knew that this was a country that was unlike any other. So on May 25, 1935, is remembered as the day Jesse Owens established four world records in athletics. On that day, he achieved track and field immortality in a span of 45 minutes during the Big Ten meet at Ferry Field in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he set three world records and tied a fourth. He equaled the world record for the 100-yard dash, 9.4 seconds, not to be confused with the 100-meter dash and set world records in the long jump, 26 feet, 8 and four, uh, quarter inches, a world record that would last 25 years. In 2005, University of Central Florida professor of sports history, Richard C. Uh, Krapow, chose these wins on one day as the most impressive athletic achievement since, 19, uh, since 1850. So the 36th, Summer Olympics, and this is where we really uh, get the accolades for Jesse Owens. On December 4, 1935, the NAACP Secretary Walter Francis White wrote a letter to Owens but never sent it. So he was trying to dissuade Owens from taking part in the 36 Summer Olympics in Nazi Germany, arguing that an African American should not promote a racist regime after what his race had suffered at the hands of white racists in his own country. So with that, in the months prior to the Games, a movement gained momentum to favor a boycott, and Owens was convinced by the NAACP, and that uh, stands, for those of you who are not sure, the National Advancement Association of Colored People. If there are minorities in Germany who are being discriminated against, then the United States should withdraw from the 36 Olympics. Yet he and others eventually took part after Avery Brundage, the president of the American Olympic Committee, branded them un-American agitators. You know, it's interesting with the Olympics. There's no more corruption than there is in the Olympics. For, for uh, something that is supposed to be uh, an honor to be a part of, uh, some of the most foul things and some of the most uh, unbelievably foul people have been a part of it, including Avery Brundage. Uh, some of the... Uh, People there should have been imprisoned for some of the things that they have done uh, to athletes and to the cause. I still remember the 1972 Olympics in uh, Munich uh, where we lost uh, to the Russians for the first time in basketball. Doug Collins was part of that, the great sixer. Uh, still to this day, uh, the uh, medals, the silver medals, sit in a vault in Switzerland because the United States did not accept it. It was a... It was a, a, a just a, I, I can't even think of the words because it was it was a unbelievable event how uh, the Russians cheated in order to be able to get that gold medal, and to this day it's a disgrace uh, that they allowed it to happen. But getting back to what we were saying, 
In 36, Owens and his United States teammates sailed on the SS Manhattan. They arrived in Germany to compete in the Summer Olympics in Berlin. According to fellow American sprinter James Laval, who won the bronze in the 400 meters, Owens arrived at the new Olympic Stadium to throngs of fans, many of them young girls yelling, Who is Jesse? Who is Jesse? Meaning, of course, where is Jesse? So just before the comp- uh, competition's founder of Adidas Athletic Shoe Company, Addie Dassler visited Owens in the Olympic Village and persuaded Owens to wear uh, the uh, certain German shoes. This was the first sponsorship for a male American athlete. So on August 3rd, Owens won the 100-meter dash with a time of 10.3 seconds, defeating a teammate and a college friend, uh, Ralph Metcalf, by a tenth of a second and defeating Tynus Ozendorp of the Netherlands by two-tenths of a second. On August 2nd, he won the long jump with a leap of uh, 26.5 inches. August 5th, he won the 200-meter sprint with a time of 20.7 seconds, defeating teammate Mark Robinson. He was the older brother, by the way. I should say Mac Robinson. He was the older brother of Jackie Robinson. And then on August 9th, Owens won his fourth gold medal in the 4x100 sprint relay when head coach Lawson Robertson replaced Jewish-American sprinters Marty Glickman. You might remember Marty. Marty was the voice of uh, New York sports for many years. And Sam Stoller with Owens and Ralph Metcalf. They were replaced with Owens and Metcalf, who teamed with Frank Wyckoff and Roy Draper uh, to set a world record of 39.8 seconds in the event. Owens had initially protested the last-minute switch, but assistant coach Dean Cromwell said to him, you do as you are told. And Owens' record-breaking performance of four gold medals was not equaled until uh, Carl Lewis won gold medals in the same event at the 84 Olympics in Los Angeles. Owens had set the world record in the long jump with a leap of uh, 8.3 meters, which is 26 feet, 8 inches. And the year before at Berlin Olympics, and his second uh, record stood for 25 years until it was broken in 1960 by countryman uh, Ralph Boston. Incidentally, Owens was a spectator at the 1960 Summer Olympics in Rome when Boston took the gold medal in long jump. That's the uh, Olympics that Muhammad Ali and Cassius Clay won his gold medal as well in boxing. So Hitler had a certain time to come to the stadium and a certain time to leave, and it happened he had to leave before the victory ceremony after the 100-meter race began. That was about 5.45. But before he left, uh, I was on my way to broadcast and passed near his box. I waved. He waved at me, and I waved back. I think it was bad taste to criticize the man of honor in our country. Uh, that's what uh, they said about him. So in an article dated August 4th, 1936, the uh, African-American newspaper editor Robert L. Van described witnessing Hitler salute Owens for having won two uh, gold in the 100-meter sprint. And then, wonders of wonders, this is uh, a quote from uh, Robert Van, who was the editor of the uh, Black Magazine newspaper. He said, I saw Air Adolf Hitler salute this lad. I looked on with a heart with which beat proudly as the lad who was crowned king of the 100-meter event get an ovation, the like of which I had never heard before. I saw Jesse Owens greeted by the grand chancellor of his country as a brilliant sun peeped out through the clouds. I saw a vast crowd of some 85 to 90,000 people stand up and cheer him to the echo. And then uh, 2014, Eric Brown, the British fighter pilot, test pilot, age 17 and 36, and later becoming the Fleet Air Arms' most decorated pilot, stated in a BBC documentary, and we quote, I actually witnessed Hitler shaking hands with Owens and congratulated him on what he had achieved. 
Additionally, an article in the Baltimore Sun in August 36 reported that Hitler sent Owens a commemorative inscribed cabinet photograph of himself. And later on October 15, 1936, Owens repeated this allegation when he addressed an audience of African Americans at a Republican rally in Kansas City, remarking, and we quote, Hitler didn't snub me. It was our president who snubbed me. The president didn't even send me a telegram. So Owens' success at the games caused consternation for Hitler, who was using them to show the world a resurgence Nazi Germany, and he and other government officials had hoped that the German athletes would dominate the games. Albert Speer, that was the Nazi minister, wrote that Hitler was highly annoyed by the series of triumphs by the marvelous colored amateur uh, American runner Jesse Owens, and people whose antecedents were... Uh, came from the jungle were primitive, Hitler said with a shrug. And their physiques were stronger than those of civilized whites and hence should be excluded from future games. That's what Hitler said, and that's what actually Albert Speer said to Hitler. So in Germany, Owens had been allowed to travel with and stay in the same hotels as whites at the time when African Americans in many parts of the United States had to stay in segregated hotels. And when Owens returned to the United States, he was greeted in New York City by Mayor uh, Fiorello LaGuardia during a Manhattan ticker tape parade in his honor along Broadway's Canyon of Heroes someone handed Owens a paper bag and Owens paid it little mind until the parade concluded when he opened it he found the bag contained $10,000 in cash and Owens' wife Ruth later said and he, Owens, didn't know who was going uh, good enough to do a thing like that and with all the excitement around he didn't pick it up right away he didn't pick it up until he got ready to get into the car. That was uh, his uh, wife, Owens uh, Ruth, talking about that uh, incident. So after the parade, Owens was not permitted to enter through the main doors of the Waldorf Astoria. Isn't that amazing? You know, you just honored the guy uh, as a hero of the United States, but he can't walk into the uh, uh, Waldorf Astoria. Instead, forced to travel up the reception honoring him in a freight elevator. And then FDR never invited Owens to the White House following his triumphs at the Olympic Games. And when the Democrats bid for his support, Owens rejected those overtures as a staunch Republican. He endorsed Alf Landon, Roosevelt's public opponent, in the 36th presidential race. And Owens uh, joined the Republican Party after returning from Europe and was paid to campaign for African-American votes for Republican presidential nominee Alf Landon in the 36th uh, presidential elections. You know, no offense to FDR, but there was always uh, some uh, mystery about him and his uh, uh, kind of uh, possible uh, segregationist views. And, uh, you know, here is Adolf Hitler. And, you know, that uh, pretty much uh, punctures a hole in what most historians said that uh, Adolf Hitler snubbed uh, him. We had uh, uh, actual quotes from uh, fellow athletes that saw Hitler acknowledge him and salute him and also sent him a picture, which is uh, something that I'm sure Hitler probably didn't want to do because of uh, thinking that uh, the black race was inferior at a time when uh, many people felt that way, as he would feel uh, with the Jews, as he would see later, uh, as the Nazi party continued its uh, plight of uh, terrorism. And so, life after the Olympics, well, he was quoted as saying behind uh, his success, I let my feet spend as little time on the ground as possible from the air fast down and from the ground fast up. And after the games had ended, the entire Olympic team was invited to compete in Sweden. 
Owens returned home from the 36 Olympics uh, with four gold medals, international fame. Yet he had difficulty finding work. He took menial jobs as a gas station attendant, playground janitor, manner of, manager of a dry cleaning firm. He also raced against amateurs and horses for cash. He was prohibited from making appearances at amateur sporting events to bolster his profile, and he found out that the commercial offers had all but disappeared. In 37, he briefly toured with a 12-piece uh, jazz band under contract with Consolidated Artists, but found it unfulfilling. He made appearances at baseball games and other events. Finally, Willis Ward, a friend and former competitor from the University of Michigan, bought Owens, uh, brought him to Detroit in 1942 to work at the Ford Motor Company as assistant personnel director. He later became a director in which capacity he worked until 46. In the late 40s, he moved his family to Chicago and opened his own public relations agency uh, where he would remain based in Chicago for the rest of his life. He helped promote the exploitation film Mom and Dad in African-American neighborhoods. He tried to make a living as a sports promoter, essentially as an entertainer. He would give local sprinters a 10- or 20-yard sprint and then beat them in the 100-yard dash. He traveled to Rome for the 60 Summer Olympics where he met 1960 100 meters champion Armin Harry of Germany who had defeated American Dave Syme in the photo finish. And in 65, he was hired as a running instructor for a spring training for the New York Mets. He ran a dry cleaning business. He worked a gas station attendant to earn a living, but he eventually filed for bankruptcy in 1966 and he was successfully prosecuted for tax evasion. A rock bottom, he was added... Uh, aided in beginning his rehabilitation. And Republican Dwight Eisenhower enlisted Owens as a goodwill ambassador in 55 and sent the world-renowned track star to India, the Philippines, Malaysia, to promote physical exercise as well as tout the cause of American freedom and economic opportunity in the developing world. He would continue his goodwill tours in the 60s and 70s. And although he lost his patronage job with the Illinois Youth Commission in 1960, Owens continued to uh, his product endorsement work for such corporations as Quaker Oats, Sears, and Roebuck, and Johnson & Johnson. And he traveled the world and spoke to companies such as Ford Motor Company and stakeholders such as uh, the United States Olympic Committee. In 72, he and his wife retired to Arizona. He eventually refused to support the Black Power salute by the two American sprinters in the 68 games uh, in Mexico City, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Uh, he told them, the black fist is a meaningless symbol. When you open it, you have nothing but fingers, weak, empty fingers. The only time the black fist has significance is when there's money inside. There's where the power lies. So Owens traveled to Munich for the 72 games as a special guest of the West German government. And then uh, a few months before his death, he unsuccessfully tried to convince Jimmy Carter to withdraw his demand that the United States boycott the 1980 Olympic, uh, uh, Moscow Olympics in protest of the so Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. And he argued that the Olympic ideal was supposed to be observed as a timeout from war and that it was above politics. So he was a... Uh, Pack-a-day smoker for 35 years. He started at uh, age 32, and beginning in December of 79, he was hospitalized on and off with extremely aggressive and drug-resistant type of lung cancer. And he died of the disease at age 66 in Tucson, Arizona, on March 31st, 1980, with his wife and other family members at his bedside. He was buried next to the Lake of Memories at Wood Cemetery in Chicago, and the grave is inscribed as such. Jesse Owens... 
Olympic champion, 1936, athlete and humanitarian, and master of the spirit as well as the mechanics of sport. So what was the legacy? Well, the legacy that Owens occupied during the Olympics has been fully restored into a living museum with pictures of his accomplishments at the Games and a letter intercepted by the Gestapo from a fan urging him not to shake hands with Hitler. In 2006, the 1936 Olympic journey of the 18 black athletes, including Owens, was documented in the film American Pride, American Prejudice. And so there you have it, the uh, very essence of the great, one of the greatest athletes of all time, the great Jesse Owens, who uh, got the name by his teacher who uh, thought he said Jesse when he said J.C., an amazing life for an amazing man. And, of course, uh, we here at Sportsbeat Radio wanted uh, you to remember the accomplishments of such a, a great athlete. Well, I'll about do it for our show today. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sportsbeat Radio Talk and Sports Today, immortalizing the great memory of the great track star athlete, Jesse Owens, 1936 Olympic champion. Sportsbeat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions. All of you, of course, enjoy now the NBA playoffs where the uh, Denver Nuggets destroyed the Phoenix Suns out in Denver in the first game. And the Pittsburgh Pirates annihilated the 16 runs against the uh, Washington Nationals, the most since 2005. Enjoy. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for joining us.